You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. I want to tell you about one of the books that I've written some years ago. It's entitled Satan, Demons, and You. And the subtitle is What Christians Need to Know About Evil Spirits. Hi, this is Charles Rodas, author, podcaster. I want to reach out to you and let you know about this book. If you haven't read it, it will give you great insight into the spirit world. Uh, a book I recommend, definitely recommend. And uh, I want to read you a couple Amazon comments on the book of those that have read it. Uh, Jeremy G. writes, Jesus Christ, authority versus power. He says, we need to understand more about Jesus Christ's teachings and earthly authority versus power and use of. This book was fascinating, and I know the Holy Spirit guided me even through Amazon to absorb this interesting information and pray on it with discernment. Amen, Charles. Another, uh, without giving a name, it just says, as an Amazon customer, also with five stars, says a must read, very enlightening to the dark side of spirituality. This information opens your spiritual sense to be aware of who's behind all evil, negativity, and torment to and in people. Well, friend, there's many comments there. I'll invite you to go on Amazon and take a look at Satan, Demons, and You. Yes, what Christians need to know about evil spirits. So blessings to you. All right, look at all of our books while you're there. Jesus name. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. It's great to be with you. God is doing great things. I hope uh, you feel the same way. I hope that God is moving mildly in your life and and whatever you're doing for God, I hope it's growing and being blessed. Well, we're going to talk about soul winning here today. Are you a soul winner? Are you a soul winner, my friend? You know, everybody has a talent and everybody is blessed with different um, talents. But, you know, everyone should be a soul winner. And even with soul winning, you know, there are some people that, um, that you know, there are people that are like, people magnets i mean individuals i mean have you ever met somebody that was like a a people magnet everybody just attracts to them everybody follows them everybody wants to do what they're doing there are people like that there's individuals like that they just they attract people and there are some people like us that maybe we don't really attract anybody we have to uh, put a lot more effort into soul winning and then you have, you know, you have people that are winning, you know, people in the double digits a year, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20, uh, 
even a hundred souls per year. Um, and you have some that might win a soul every every several years. They're just they just don't win a lot of people. But you know what? Everybody should win a soul. Even if you're not winning a soul all the time, even if you're not winning a soul every month or every year, at least we should be soul conscious. We should at least understand and realize that the way we act, the way we talk, the way we present ourselves is all part of soul winning. Now, I'm not going to be like they that say, well, I hope the life that I live will cause somebody to turn to God. Mm. <clears throat> well, I've heard that testimony, uh, but I really don't think that um, that is much uh, about soul winning as we would like. You know, just to hope that somebody's going to turn and live for God because they see me living a holy life. Mm, uh, again, I, I don't think that's happening too much. I think we need to be a verbal witness. You've got to be. You've got to be a witness on purpose. You've got to be a witness with purpose. You've got to decide to be a witness. You've got to open your mouth and talk to the Lord. It's not always about how many scriptures you quote, how much Bible you can debate, but uh, sometimes it's just about loving somebody and giving somebody a second chance. And sometimes it's about giving somebody hope there are people, just so many people around us. If you're out and out and about every day, listen, there's people around you at the gas station, the stores, and other places. You don't know it. You don't know them, but there are, some of these people are completely without hope. They've given up on life. They've give, given up on God. They've given up on good because there's so much evil in this world. But you know what? Sure, there's a lot of evil, but those sin abounds. The Bible says grace doth much more abound. Oh, thank the Lord for his grace. Thank God for his salvation. So yeah, we should be soul winners. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you need to win so many souls a year, or you're not right with God. That's, of course, there's no Bible that tells us how many souls we should win, but it, it we are commanded to go. We are commanded to be a witness. Yeah, Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall be witnesses unto me. You know, in both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the world. So, yeah, we're going to be witnesses. And it's more than a verbal witness. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's more than being a verbal witness, but the power that emanates from your life. Uh, when when Listen, that's a witness within itself. And... Of course, there is the witness of convincing a person that, yeah, they need to repent. There is that verbal witness that says, yeah, here is the correct baptism. Here is how you should be baptized. Yes, and there is the witness of, yeah, friend, you, oh, you need the Holy Ghost. It's so wonderful. It's so great. And, uh, you know, everyone needs the Holy Ghost. And so, yeah, there's the witness of Acts 2 verse 38 then peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost so yeah we need that verbal witness of acts 2 and verse 38 so let's take a look here at this at a scripture matthew chapter 28 <clears throat> matthew 28 19 you could probably quote the verse but we skip over this 
so many times in, in our in our quotation in our thinking about this verse but matthew 28 19 let me read it first of all he said go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i've commanded you and lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world amen and i think we probably all know that this is jesus talking after he was after he'd been beaten and crucified and died and was buried and after he resurrected this was jesus right moments before he ascended into the heavens with his 11 disciples standing there with him so verse 19 says go ye therefore and that's the problem many times we just don't go we don't go with the intention of being a witness you know it's great to invite people to church inviting people to church really within itself is not soul winning you know um and is and that's important it's good to invite people to church don't misunderstand me it's good to invite people to church but that within itself you haven't won a soul because you invited but what if they come well you still haven't won a soul what if they go to the altar and pray well you really haven't still won a soul well what if i get them to be baptized well you're on the right path. You definitely, you were definitely working with that person, and yeah, that's that's part of it. But still, you haven't won a soul. Jesus said in John three five, "Except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom." So, but if that person repents and gets baptized in Jesus' name and is filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with tongues, guess what? You won a soul. Now, if they live for God a week, or if they live for God a year, or they live for God the rest of their life, if they truly repented, was baptized in Jesus' name, and received the Holy Ghost, you want a soul. You can't you can't determine how long they're going to live for God. We want them to live for God. Soul winning, soul winning and discipleship is two different things. A person has got to be one to the Lord. But after a person is one to the Lord, he's got to be discipled. That's right. Discipleship classes are so important. And a good revival church disciples uh, the people that they win. You know, you could win 100 souls a year, but if none of them are living for God after a year, evidently there's some pro some discipleship that's missing. Because if people are discipled and people are got involved in different ways of the church, not, you, not that you put them up preaching or you put them up doing, you know, very important things right away, but sometimes just getting them involved to be a door greeter or uh, helping with miscellaneous things. People love to be involved, and most people do. But, you know, people need to pe feel a part of. And discipleship, what is disciple? Teaching them how to live for God, teaching them how to overcome. You know, and that can be done through home Bible study. That can be done through special classes, uh, classes that are designed for the new converts. Some people call them new convert classes. All right, but look, go, go back to Matthew 28, 19, go ye therefore, and teach. So the first command is go, and then the second command is teach. We've got to teach everybody everywhere. You know, you could be working with Hispanic people. You could be working with uh, African Americans. You could be working with Nigerians. You could be working with the French. You could you could be work alongside with people you know from canada it doesn't matter what nation they're from you could be working with somebody that's just like you you work along somebody that's just like you 
And when you become soul conscious, you become conscious of the eternal soul. And when you become conscious of the eternal soul, that's what this is all about. Until you become conscious, you're never going to win a soul. Until you realize that person that you're standing next to, maybe in the line at the store, maybe that's standing five feet away from you at the gas station. Until you understand that that person has a destiny, has a soul, that person's going to go to heaven or that person's going to go to hell. You could be the deciding factor. That's right. You are the missing link in the chain. You are the link in the chain that connects them to God. That's right. That's right. You connect them to God. You are the missing link. And you've got to step out. That's why, you first of all, you've got to go. And then you've got to teach. You could teach, uh, that's right, while you're pumping your gas. And the man's the lady standing next to you, pumping their gas. You could teach them. You can give them a three- or five-minute Bible study or just on the love of God or on the new birth. You could be a witness to them at work on a regular basis. You could witness to your neighbor across the fence, across the street. Okay, so you go, therefore, and teach, teach. We should constantly be teaching. Teaching what? Teaching about baptizing. Because the third thing there is baptism. Baptism. Go, ye therefore, number one. Number two, teach all nations. Do what? Baptizing them. We've got to baptizing them. We've got to baptize them. That's right. How? We've got to baptize. We know how. We don't have to talk about that today. Baptizing them in the name. That's right, in the name, in the name, that singular name of Jesus, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus. And then what do we do after we baptize them? We teach them to observe all things whatsoever the Lord has commanded us in verse 20. So first of all, verse 19, go, go you therefore, number one. Number two, teach, that's right, teach all nations. So the second thing we're going to do is teach them. Number three, after we've taught them how to be saved, we've taught them how to baptize, then then we're going to teach them, that's right, we're going to teach them how to be baptized, how to be born again, that's the number three, and then number four, we're going to teach them, verse 20, teaching them to observe all things, whatever the Lord has commanded, we're going to teach them how, that's right, we're going to disciple them. That's right, we're going to love them. You know, sometimes building a friend while you're winning them is vitally important. Many people don't stay in the church when they come. They get saved, they get born again. Maybe a total stranger walks in. Nobody invited them. They just drove by or they heard about the church. They read about the church. They invited themselves. They come in, they repent, get baptized, get, receive the Holy Ghost. And But you know, if they're, if nobody befriends them, if nobody disciples them, the odds are they're not going to stay. <clears throat> because if they're going to feel the love of God, then they're going to have to feel it through you and through me. People need to feel the love of God. They need to see the smile on your face. Can you walk by those first time, second time, third time visitors? Can you walk by them and not smile? Can you just walk straight ahead and not even look their way and not smile, not extend a hand, to ha shake their hand? Are, are you that Are you that focused? Are you that unfocused on souls? You've got to realize, my brother, my sister, you say, well, it's not my job. Yes, it is your job. It's your duty to be a soul winner. That's right. That's your duty 
to be soul conscious. <clears throat> That's right. It's your job. It's your duty. It's your God called duty to be conscious of the soul. Okay, that's wrapped in that skin, all right? That's wrapped in that skin and that bone. That man, that woman, that young person, everybody walks by him. Nobody speaks to him. What, you don't have to walk by them. Be conscious of the soul. All right, so verse 19 again. I want you to get this powerful two verses. We ignore this so many times. You don't really hear this taught a whole lot. Go, verse 19. It also says, teach all nations. If you don't start with the first one, you're not going to do anything. You're never going to win a soul. But sometimes you just got to have that purpose. Lord, help me to talk to somebody today about their soul. Help me to be soul conscious, Jesus. I want to be a soul winner. I want to win a soul. As it says in Proverbs, he that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth souls is wise. Well, you could take that two ways, and they're both good. To win a soul, you need wisdom, okay? You need wisdom to win a soul. He that wins souls is wise. And then you could look at it another way. Uh, uh, you are wise if you do it, because it's so important. It's You're, you're wise if you go about soul winning and actually win a soul. Why? Because God wants you to, and it makes you a wise person. So yeah, both are important. He that winneth souls is wise. Go ye therefore. What about tomorrow? What about the next day? Okay. Soul winning does not have to be a Saturday event. So many churches have a Saturday uh, event as soul winning, and that's good. That's great. That's wonderful. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I've done it, been part of that, led them many times myself. But you know what? We should have a lifestyle of soul winning, a lifestyle of evangelism, that we care about people. You know, when you're at the line at the store and the the fellow or the girl that's checking checking out your groceries and they're doing a bad job, they're slow, they're messing up, things are tied up and you're frustrated, you've been standing there for five minutes and they should have been in the car already, you know, and then you 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 you, you talk hard, you talk sharp to that person. Listen, they have a soul. They have a soul. That's right. Your neighbors have a soul. People that you work with, they have souls. And when we're talking hard to people and, and, and you know, we're not conscious that they have an eternity in front of them, you may be, like I said, that only connection that they'll ever have that would love them. You may be the apostolic that God would use to reach that individual. So tomorrow, go, then teach, teach them about baptism, and then baptize them. All right, get them baptized, and then teach them to observe everything that Jesus has taught. Oh, praise the Lord, you mighty soul winner, you apostolic soul winner. God wants to use you. That's right. I don't care how shy or backward you may be or timid. God wants to use you. Ask God for that holy fire to get in your soul. Ask God for that holy fire to get in your soul. Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, friend, I'm so glad you joined with me today and, and everything apostolic. It's, you're a blessing just by listening. 
I would hope that you would share this. Give us five stars. Share us on your favorite social media. If you like this broadcast, all right, share it, and somebody else is going to like it too. Until the next podcast, this is Brother Rodas. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.